Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs in an effort to promote medicine in regional and rural areas, including stories from international students about studying medicine in rural Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Born in India, raised in Kuwait and studying engineering in Singapore, Karunya Subramanian had always thought medicine was beyond her reach. But then she saw a poster asking for engineering students to consider moving to medicine. Though her family took a bit of convincing, she applied to the University of Sydney and after hearing glowing reports from her peers, decided to try the School of Rural Health in Dubbo. Karunya is over the moon with her choice and says she felt immediate camaraderie in Dubbo and with a choice of words that illustrate just how much she's fitted in, says she's experienced heaps of great teaching and clinical activities. Jeff Waters talks to Karunya about the delight with her choices, starting with the eureka moment that sent her on her journey. It happened when I was about 20 years of age. I was actually doing another degree. I was doing an engineering degree back in Singapore. I think I latched on to this medicine dream pretty late into my education. To give you just a bit of context, I'm an immigrant, so I've moved multiple countries over the last, say, 27 odd years of my life. I was born in India, spent most of my childhood living in Kuwait with my family in the Middle East, and then I moved to Singapore when I left home for the first time to go to uni. So I think those were my foundation years, just trying to realize what I enjoyed, what I was good at. Back in school, I loved science. Science and mathematics were my favorite subjects, although I always had a pull towards learning anything new. So that curiosity, I think, has got me through to medicine in some way or the other. And the whole doctor dream happened when I was walking to class one day and I saw a poster on the way to, I think, a biomechanics class. And it just said something, engineers to clinicians. And it was very serendipitous, if I may say so. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize I could study further after an engineering degree to do medicine. I always thought medicine was an undergraduate degree, something you get onto with a high ATAR, a high grade right after high school. And I hadn't even done biology back in years 11 and 12. I only studied biology until year 10. So I thought that path was closed off for me. Just seeing that poster kind of gave me somewhat of an inspiration in a way. So had you thought of medicine then before you saw that poster, but thought it was out of reach? It's funny you mentioned that because I don't think I ever wanted to be a doctor because I thought it was way out of my reach. So I thought it was something that I possibly couldn't do. And it was just something that was not in my fate to do. In a way, I didn't have many role models who were doctors, so I didn't have any doctors in the family. I did have some uncles in the periphery, but no one in the immediate family I was close to on a daily basis that I could actually speak with regarding my interests in life. So my dad was an engineer and I kind of followed that path. I was like, okay, this is something I could do because it's been done before. So you thought medicine was something that you would be interested in but wouldn't be able to get into. What was it about this poster or what you found that changed all of that? I guess it was a really good poster. And <laughs> and at that point I was... Did you keep a copy? <laughs> I did. I've taken a photo. And no. it is, <laughs> yeah. 
Fabulous. That was the moment, I think, you know, that was my eureka moment, I feel. Of course, it can be attributed to a lot of things that happened during your childhood. So my mom is a teacher. She continues to be so. And she actually works with kids with special needs. And she does a lot of inclusive education. And I used to volunteer at hospitals from a very young age just to do music therapy with these kids and just help out my mom in whatever ways I could. And even with service activities with people waiting on, say, kidneys for transplant and things like that. So it was always in my periphery, but it was never something that I thought would be the only thing that I did. How did you make that transition then between the degree you were doing and medicine? Yeah, so that were a few challenging years. So that was from my third and fourth years of my honours year, as well as my penultimate year of engineering school, as well as two years after that, where I was working as an engineer. There was a lot of things to consider. One of the first things was that I had to convince my family that I this was a good decision, because in their minds, they already thought, okay, she's she's gotten a degree, she's working towards one thing. What's the point changing when you when you have like a stable career coming up in front of you? And the same thing with uh, my partner at the time. So a lot of apprehension around, is this really the way to go? So I think the transition was a lot of convincing to the people around me. And in a way, it was good that I was very convinced myself. So that happened during, I think I was mentioning, so during an open day where it was nine to five of just medicine at this medical school. It was called Duke NUS, so Duke, a partnership between the Duke University in the United States, as well as NUS, which is the National University of Singapore, which is the uni that I went to back in undergrad. Um, they did a collaboration where it was a whole day of medical events where we got to intubate dummy patients and just practice advanced life support skills, just learn about things that were really hands-on, but also very interesting. And I think that day convinced me that this is something that I could be interested in for the rest of my life. And making that transition was a lot of research. So a lot of research on what exams I need to write, what further courses that I need to do. I had to do a lot of distance learning courses and take a few extra subjects back in engineering school, things like anatomy and physiology. Well, we had a understanding doing engineering, you you know the basics of chemistry and physics, but you still have to know a lot more in order to get into medical school. So yeah, those were the academic side of things. What happened when you told your friends and your teachers that you changed your mind and you were going to go into medicine? With friends, it was a lot of surprise. Again, some of us came from similar backgrounds, some from different, but everyone was very surprised in the sense that why do you want to keep on studying? Why don't you want to settle down with a job? You have a partner. Aren't you looking to, you know, buy a house? And those kind of, that was a progression. So it was a bit of a uh, surprise to a lot of them. Some of my friends were very supportive and my mother as well. She was very supportive from the get-go. They knew that I had set my mind on it and they were just happy to support me in whatever ways I could. I didn't particularly talk to too many teachers. I did talk to mentors So there were some mentors back from when I was in high school or just mentors in my wider family friend circle. And one of them, he uh, he's actually a cancer researcher in Singapore, and he was very helpful as well. And at that point, I think the help that I needed was just encouragement and motivation. And I think I got that from some of those mentors, which I was very thankful for. I didn't particularly need 
a set of guidelines into how to do something because all of that, to be honest, is there on the World Wide Web. So it was good to have those moments of enlightening chats and banters just on how to to know that I could do this. Yeah. How did you find the application process? So I applied to two universities. I only applied to Australia. Again, that's another thing that kind of just happened as it went. I Why Australia? Yeah, that's a good question. So I I knew that I wanted to do the Doctor of Medicine program, which is a postgraduate program. And it kind of narrowed down the schools and the, the universities that offer this program. A lot of unis, I'm sure you know, in the United States of America offer this program. But for some reason, I was not very keen to go there. I think a lot of that played again in my subconsciousness when I was working in in Singapore as an engineer in a pharmaceuticals company. One of my bosses and mentors was an Australian gentleman and he's from Melbourne and he's moved back here. And maybe that was a kind of subconscious, I don't know, a, a motivation of sorts. Another thing as to why I applied to Australia, it was the unknown. At that point in time, I just had a few family and friends out here, but I never visited them in Sydney or in Brisbane. And I thought maybe if I did move out here, I could reconnect with them and see how they're going. So maybe that was another pool as well. So I applied to either the University of Sydney and I applied to the University of Queensland in Brisbane. Those were the only two unis I'd applied at that point in time. And the application process for both of them are pretty straightforward, more so for the University of Queensland, I'd say as they didn't even have interviews at that point. So it was just whatever documents they required of you. They had a very straightforward application. I remember, though, for both Sydney Uni and UQ, I did submit an extra supporting documentation. So they do leave some spaces where you can upload a few documents. And I think maybe that would have been, that is, if I had to offer any advice, that would be something I offer applicants for any medical school programs is when they do offer you supporting documentation, just upload a document that has your personal story, your personal statement, and you can make it as informal or formal as you wish. So that was something that I did for both those applications, even though they didn't really mandate it. Yeah. Which university did you get accepted by? So I did get accepted by both the unis. I was very excited when I got the UQ offer because at that point in time- You must be a very good candidate. <laughs> and no, it was just, it was two unis. So two on two is not um, <laughs> too much of a go. But uh, yeah, so I was very excited when I got the UQ offer, but I knew that the UCID school was where I wanted to go. I really enjoyed the University of Sydney, the multiple mini interview session that we had prior to the application acceptance. That was kind of a good way to to gauge the academics at the school or just the admin personnel at the school. So it was a very nice interactive session that I had. Even though I wasn't all the way in Singapore, it was a Zoom or a Skype session at that point, um, but it was still a really good session. So yeah, so I got accepted by the University of Sydney. I chose the school and yeah, here we are graduating from it. Fabulous. Now you've been studying medicine in Australia. Is it what you thought it would be like? To be very honest with you, I did not have many expectations before coming in. I just knew that I wanted to do medicine. I knew that I wanted to become some form of doctor, but I didn't know what it would entail. Yeah, I think Australia's definitely enriched that part of medicine for me in ways that I 
can't imagine any other areas would because there's such a vast variety of experience that you get from major tertiary hospitals to rural services to to GP services and clinical placements that are integrated in Sydney Uni program and many other medical school programs in Australia from day one, which is something that can't be measured in it, in its weight. So Now, you're studying at the School of Rural Health in Dubbo. Why did you choose to do a rural health training year? The interesting part of that is I always wanted to do some form of rural medicine. And when I was looking through that personal statement that I mentioned earlier that I had submitted prior to even knowing what medicine was in Australia, I had a few lines about how I wanted to work in remote and rural communities, offering care to those who were unable to travel hundreds of kilometers to a major tertiary hospital, say. I think so that might have been playing in my subconsciousness even before moving to Australia. So another thing is my father. So he comes from a rural background back in India. So he grew up in a village, very small one in southern India, while my mom's a city girl. So it's it's kind of a, I've experienced a best of both worlds situation. So again, your roots definitely influence where you end up wanting to work. So I think that has played a big role. Why Dubbo? I think a major attraction to Dubbo was just all the great reviews that I had heard from my peers and my colleagues and my seniors. This is not a plug or anything, but Dubbo actually happens to be the best hospital this year by the Australian Medical Association in New South Wales. So, which is, which is a pretty big call. So there's definitely some good that came out of that experience for me and for many others as well. That's definitely one of the few, few of the reasons. Was it? as you expected it to be? Dubbo was, 100%. So by the time that I moved to Dubbo, so I'd already completed three full years of medical school. So I was moving uh, to the School of Rural Health and Dubbo Base Hospital as a final year medical student. So there was a lot that I'd gained from, I was at Westmead and Western Sydney earlier on, and a lot that I'd gained from those experiences and just the experiences that the University of Sydney Medical Program had to offer I hope. And I think I was well equipped to face the challenges as well as the practical nature that Dubbo offered. I was very pleased. So from day one, everyone in every team that I was part of always knew you and, and you were, you were part of the team. You were integrated much quicker than you would in, say, a bigger hospital. And that's obviously based on the resources that you get. But also the camaraderie that I experienced at Dubbo Base was something that was very unique, that is very unique to Dubbo. So what would you say to other medical students considering an extended rural clinical placement? Oh, I would say go for it. Yeah, definitely go for it. Immerse yourself into it. I have actually given this, we have a lot of surveys that we get from the Sydney Medical Program as to feedbacks that we can give. And this has been something that I've always advocated for students, especially international students, because we don't know what we sign up for when we move all the way to, to Australia, or even a lot of domestic students who currently live at home and don't really travel to rural New South Wales or other areas. It's something that you learn only through experience. And it's something that I think everyone should get a taste of. And doing it as part of your program, it's protected. So you you have the support, say, of accommodation services. You have the support of the administrative staff and the teaching staff. So there's heaps of teaching and clinical activities that I think are catered to much more in these smaller rural and regional sites because of the, the resources that they have and have been provided with 
So I think doing terms out back is something that everyone should experience. And finally, just briefly, what's one piece of advice you wish you were given before you started your medical journey? Oh, that's a difficult one. I wish someone had told me not to fret too much about all the small things. So you're never going to know everything in medicine, never at any point in time, but you will know enough. You will know enough through your experience, through your time, through the teaching that you receive and just your gut instinct a lot of times. So I think there are periods of worry and and anxiety that go through every medical student's mind prior to starting the degree, during the degree and possibly after as well, starting as an intern, which many of us will be in just a short couple of months. So I think if someone had offered that advice that you won't know everything, but you will know enough. And that is something that I wish to tell others as well. Karunya Subramanian, international medical student at the University of Sydney School of Rural Health in Dubbo. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Program.